Hello, and welcome to a very special edition of Campus Beat. I'm Dinah Jansen. In recent Queen's University news, the Tricolor Society now has four new members as Laura Devaney, Artside 23, Samara Legium, Artside 23, Jane Mao, Artside 21, Ahmed 23, and Nishana Ramzawak, PhD 24, have been named recipients of the 2023 Agnes Benedictson Tricolor Award. One of the most prestigious student honours at Queen's University, the Agnes Benedictson Tricolor Award is given annually by the Office of the Rector to students for valued and distinguished service, leadership, character and community impact. This year's recipients will be officially inducted into the Tricolor Society during a ceremony on June 17th. Queen's Rector Owen Crawford Lem told the Gazette that the impact the recipients have had on the Queen's community through their volunteerism, their leadership, and their commitment to their fellow students is exceptional. Laura, Samara, Jane, and Nishana embody the best aspects of the Queen's community, and their compassion and care serves as examples for all students, he said. Coming up in this episode, we catch up with the Rector and all four of this year's Tricolor Award winners. We'll be back in just a moment. And welcome back. In this segment, I'm pleased to introduce the 38th Rector of Queen's University, Owen Crawford Lem, back to CFRC to chat with us all about the Agnes Benedictson Tricolor Awards. Welcome back to CFRC, Owen. Hey, uh, thanks for having me. Amazing to have you back. So, yes, Tricolor Awards are, are about to be presented later in June. For the benefit of our listeners out there, can you tell us about the Tricolor Awards and maybe something about their history? Yeah, I'd be happy to. So the the Tricolor Award, uh, now named the Agnes Benedictson Tricolor Award, um, really is just trying to recognize students for their their leadership, service, character, and community impact while at Queens. Whether you're an undergrad, graduate, or PhD student, it's really about um, the impact that you've had above and beyond the classroom and whatever sports teams you may be on, and really recognizing that work, the incredible work that students do above and beyond outside the classroom. Um, back in, uh, um, Agnes Benedictson was uh, one of the chancellors, uh, the first female chancellor of, of Queen's University, actually, back in 1980. Uh, and uh, that's where we've got its name, although the Tricolor Award was around far um, before that. And actually, a funny bit of um, history, uh, the Order of Canada was modeled off of the Tricolor Award and the Tricolor Society back in the day when John Matheson um was at Queen's, he was a Tricolor Award winner and then went on to work in government, uh, a really pivotal figure in the Order of Canada, as well as, um, I believe, the Canadian flag it, it was. Um, so kind of a cool bit of history uh, when we look at the, the Tricolor Award winners. And now let's learn from you about the nomination and selection process, uh, a process that happens every year. Uh, what does it what did it look like this year? Yeah, so we were thankfully back in person and able to do a lot of the the recognizing and, and interview process in person, which was really fantastic. So uh, at, towards the end of, of first semester, um, nominations open. And the really interesting thing about this award is that it's actually peer nominated. So rather than nominating yourself, 
Um, you have the people who you are impacting around you nominate you. So there's a primary and secondary nominator. So there have to be at least two people who are you know, really passionate about you um, getting this award. So that's a really fantastic way to see you know, the impact that you're having around the people that see you every day. Um, so there's that. And then you can uh, drum up some letters of support. Uh, so up to five letters of support that can either be signed by an individual or a group of students, uh, staff, faculty, or anyone who's able to speak um, to, to the impact that you've had. Uh, we then compile that. The selection committee is comprised of um, as many different uh, faculty society representatives as we, as we can, as laid out by the terms of reference. We get together, look at all of the incredible nominations, and then uh, move forward on 10 nominations to bring into an interview. Uh, then, you know, we, we are together for a weekend. And we get to have, have some time with these, these nominees and really figure out what makes them tick and why they do the work that they do. And then from that, we, make, we have a, a very hard choice um, to narrow it down to four. So let's hear more about this year's winners. Yeah, so uh, Laura, Nashana, Samara, and Jane are, are fantastic uh, winners this year. Um, when when looking at uh, at the Tricolor Award winners and nominees, there's you know such an amount, a uh, fantastic amount of work these students do uh, above and beyond um, even their club or or you know faculty society or whatever it may be. So we were really really impressed, um, the selection committee and I, with these four nominees, um, and really going above and beyond uh, and trying to make Queens a better place for you know people who may not have always been accepted at Queens or felt as though, you know, welcome home, um, as as orientation leaders often say at the beginning, you no know, welcome home. And if, if this doesn't feel home for you, you know, it might be a little bit more difficult. So, you know, a lot of these individuals really went above and beyond to make uh, marginalized communities at Queens really feel as though, you know, this is this is a place for them. So really important work and, and really excited that we're able to recognize that type of work this year. And what's in store for this year's induction ceremony for these winners uh, taking place in June? Mm -hmm. So uh, really exciting. This year, we're able to combine two really exciting events. So the Alumni Gala, where we recognize alumni uh, for their contributions um, to the Queen's community. But this time, we're able to add uh, students. So it's going to be a great opportunity to both um, get recognized in a you know really large event, but also um, see some of the alumni that are doing it and hopefully um, you make some really, really special connections with alumni who are, who have, you know, may even been, be past Tricolor Award winners, but continue to do really important work. Uh, so the ceremonies in June, June 17th, I believe in the evening. Um, and I would encourage everyone uh, if they're in Kingston to stop by because it'll be a really fun night. Fantastic. And now, uh, before we close, Owen, I'd really love to hear from you uh, as a fellow student and a peer of these winners, but also as the rector. Why is it important to recognize students in the way that we do at Queen's University? Mm -hmm. Such a great question. I think there are so many different parts of university. Um, and you can be recognized in, in, in many different ways at university, whether it's it's through ath uh, academic achievements, whether it's through athletic achievements, whether it's through you know, outside the classroom achievements such as this. But the recognition, I think, um, for people who, who do this work um, a lot of the time behind the scenes is, is really important. Um, I think recognition is on a broader scale really important because it, it means the work that you're doing is important and people are noticing. 
Um, I know it's not the, the reason why a lot of people do what they do, but it's just it's just so special when someone can say, you know, thank you for everything that you do. We've noticed and you're making a difference. So I think that's really why it's important to recognize students uh, for the Tricolor Award, but also for other um, achievements at Queen's because, you know, Queen's has so much to offer. And it's it's really because of the students that that walk uh, walk these streets and halls every day. Fantastic. Folks, we've been chatting with Owen Crawford Lem, the 38th rector of Queen's University, all about the Agnes Benedictson Tricolor Awards. Thank you, Owen, for joining us and giving us so much of your valuable time today. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed our conversation with Queen's University Rector Owen Crawford Lem. Coming up next, we have an amazing conversation with Tricolor Award winner Samara Legium. Stay tuned. And welcome back. In this segment, I have the great pleasure to welcome Samara Legium back to CFRC after a hiatus away from us for a while, but she's been off doing wonderful things all over campus, and we're here to talk all about her newly announced induction into the Tricolor Society. Congratulations and welcome back, Samara. Thank you so much. It's so lovely to be back. Um, I'm very excited. All right. So, folks, Samara is a fifth year political studies student here at Queen's who's quite passionate about equity and social change. Uh, she's been involved uh, with a number of different projects and organizations across campus, including the Queen's Student Alumni Association, the Social Issues Commission, the Arts and Science Undergraduate Society, and the Queen's Black Academic Society, amongst, I think, many other things, too. So, Samara, uh, let's let's start off first and learn a little bit more about you and your and your studies here at Queen's. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I'm in politics. Um, and uh, I, I'm from Toronto. There was a lot of schools in Toronto, but I just really wanted to um, come to Queen's and, and move out and be able to have like the full university experience. And um, yeah, I've had a really great time in politics, but I've also taken some really cool electives like more specifically the Black Studies program. I feel so lucky that I was at Queen's when it was rolled out. It's been one of my favorite um, parts of the last like two years really that it's been here and um, yeah some really great courses there so I would definitely recommend um, but yeah it's been great I've learned a lot I've, I think I'd probably learn more outside of the classroom than in the classroom just with all the extracurriculars but um, yeah that kind of sums up my my educational background. And what brought you to Queen's in the first place? Yeah, I mean, it was, um, I honestly didn't want to go much when I had applied. Um, it, it was, it wasn't my first or second choice, but um, when I had gotten in, I learned a lot about all the different opportunities at Queen's. Like, it's a great extracurricular school. Um, and I was really big on school spirit, um, which U of T I have heard lacked. Um, and specifically when it came to social justice, I'd heard so much about the racialized experience at Queens and the different work that was being done and that needed to be done. And as somebody that went to a predominantly white high school and was engaged with that, I, I kind of took that on as a bit of a challenge. And um, so that was something that also interested me about, about the school. So a lot of the extracurriculars brought you to Queens. Tell us about some of the things that you have been doing outside of your studies. Yeah, um, I mean, it, it, when I first came to Queens, I got involved in a lot of the big politics clubs. So the International Affairs Association, um, QFLIP, um, and the Liberal Association, QLA. Um, and then obviously I was a part of the CFRC. 
as the campus news coordinator and also the marketing and advertising assistant um, and part of the Queen's Journal. So those two gave me some really interesting experience in marketing that if you told me at the beginning of first year that I would have done, I would have probably not believed you. Um, so got some really, really broad experience there. Um, and same with the Vogue Charity Fashion Show. I was a model and choreographer for five years, which is pretty wild. And I definitely would not have believed that I would have done that for so long and been uh, taken on such a creative role of of choreographing um, model scenes, which which was a great experience. Um, and then in, in student government, I got to engage in a lot of equity work. In ASIS, I was the director of student affairs research. So I got to produce um, the first research reports on financial accessibility and on the BIPOC student experience. And mm -hmm. um, that was a really big learning experience for me and I hope for other people that read the report as well. Um, and then in the AMS, being part of the Social Issues Commission over um, my university uh, experience, specifically as the commissioner in my fourth year, I got to introduce new initiatives and, um, uh, yeah, do a lot of work there. Okay. And now what about your your greatest achievement? Uh, you've had so many, but what, what achievements are you most proud of? Yeah, especially being in fifth year and getting to kind of watch some of the initiatives that I've done unfold. I think that um, creating new positions in the AMS is one of the things that I'm the most proud of. So last year, I wrote a proposal for the Indigenous Initiatives Coordinator and the Gender and Sexual Diversity Assistant Manager in, in the Peer Support Center. And um, like, obviously, I have, I have nothing to do with uh, either of those initiatives now, but just watching people that you, I don't know take on these positions and knowing that there's going to be different people taking on these paid positions and getting to do equity work every year and kind of have an infinite, these positions will kind of have an infinite impact, I feel. So that's been really fulfilling to to get to provide that opportunity for other students. Mm -hmm. um, and then I think also passing student fees last year. Um, I campaigned for three student fees, uh, one of them along with Jane, who also won the award. And I worked alongside Laura Devaney as well um, in in uh, creating the nomination packages for these fees. So it was very much a group effort. Um, but being able to like provide resources for students and for student groups, just because it's that's just really the biggest issue facing a lot of students. Um, and knowing that that those small student fees are going to raise a lot of money that have a really big impact that hopefully will continue and they'll continue to be passed every year. And that will be a sustainable source of funding for a lot of students and student groups. Excellent. And now what's in store post-grad for you? Um, I know I'm moving back to Toronto as of now, which I'm pretty excited about. Um, and I'm going to be working in the a municipal election coming up in Toronto, which which will be fun over the summer. Um, and afterwards, I'm not really sure. I definitely am. I, I've learned that I am interested in politics and I am interested in equity. A lot of my experiences in university have really um, like validated that. So I'm really just, um, yeah, open to seeing where that takes me. I'm um, possibly pursuing grad school in the future as well. Well, best wishes on your future pathway. Folks, we've been chatting with Samara Legium, who uh, is joining us today, talking about all of the wonderful things uh, that she's been doing. And uh, yes, huge and hearty congratulations on your well-deserved induction to the Tricolor Society. Bravo, you lady. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. That means a lot. Um, yeah, thank you. And coming up next, we're chatting with Laura Devaney.
Okay, in this segment, we are talking with Laura Devaney, a fifth-year political studies student who has served students in various roles within the Alma Mater Society or the AMS, including Chief Electoral Officer, Secretary of Internal Affairs, and most recently as the Chair of the Board of Directors. Laura's tenure at the AMS was characterized by the creation of a more accessible and engaging student government through policy changes, elections, assembly, and with compassionate and inclusive leadership. And she's with us here to chat about her time at Queen's in light of her recent induction into the er, her upcoming, excuse me, in light of her upcoming induction to the Tricolor Society. Welcome to CFRC, Laura. Thank you so much. I'm really excited to be here. It's been a whirlwind of a week, um, but I'm so happy to share uh, share my story and listen and Join, join many, many amazing individuals in the Tricolor Society. Fantastic. So, Laura, tell us a little bit about yourself and, and your studies at Queen's and, and why you chose Queen's. So, as my, my bio says, Queen's did a really good job with editing it. So, I'm in my last year of studies. Uh, I chose to do politics. Um, but my time here has really been characterized by being involved in the outside of academia community. I didn't always see myself pursuing a, a higher academic career, but when I saw that everything that Queen's had to offer uh, in terms of extracurriculars, I found my place quite fast in second year, and it was all uh, storied from there, working in the AMS, and I was really fortunate to be able to attend lots of clubs and conferences that uh, some of our amazing student leaders put on. So, yes, I'd like to hear more about the many roles that you've had with the Alma Mater Society. Uh, how did you break in? Why did you break in? And let's learn more about some of the roles that you have played. So, in the at the end of my second year, or towards the end of my second year, I think I was just throwing everything at the wall to see what was sticking. I got rejection after rejection, and then there was this little position called elections deputy, and I didn't think much of it, but I got that position. It was a volunteer position for a year, where I got to see uh, how all of our referenda and election process works to elect our the alma mater society's executive president and two vps as well as our rector as i'm sure you've talked to owen quite frequently and our trustee so i broke into that in my second year and uh as a volunteer and then in my third year um i became a part-time employee uh as chief electoral officer so i was able to actually run our triennial review uh and our election system and something i really enjoyed doing in that role was um working with different groups including cfrc that year and um going through the trial review process which is where um where they can establish or renew their fees through referendum and i found that there was a lot of new student clubs on campus or student leaders that had just got become leaders in their roles and didn't know how to get funding for their clubs so what i tried to do that year was uh, to lend lend a hand to a lot of these groups who didn't know how to get their funding on the fee slate. And then sort of after that year, they were able to fund their systems. And then every three years, they go for referenda with the student body to uh, validate their fees. And then so the year after that, I became a full-time employee through the AMS's senior uh, leadership, where I helped, I oversaw elections again, but I passed that off. Uh, I ran assembly through our COVID year. And as I saw lots of uh, 
our engagement was dwindling a little bit. So I was able to um, get our, all of our student leaders together through online assemblies and make the most of it and improving our policies and our um, and how, how we function at the AMS. And then this year I am the head of our board of directors. So back to a volunteer role, kind of using what I've learned through uh, through my time at the AMS and at Queens to help others, uh, others in their roles, as well as uh, represent the board to assembly. Wow. So, geez, that sounds like a lot of work, holy cannoli. So I, I'm wondering what drives you to uh, serve the student community as you do? And, and maybe what advice do you have for others that are thinking about following in your footsteps? Oh, I was I was so scared in first year. I, I felt lost. I felt a little out of place. Uh, I got really, really lucky in finding what I love to do. I like understanding how how we can advocate for other students, how all of our or the governing structures at Queens and through the student government. And I found a very specific niche where I like to be able to understand how this all works and then deliver it to other stakeholders and student groups in a way that they can take advantage of everything that we have to offer. Um, because I saw that there was a really, there was a little bit of a hole on campus where students didn't know maybe how to run an election or how to establish a fee or how to make that change on campus. So what I wanted to do was uplift these other other student leaders and provide them a platform to be able to uh, share their goals, share their voice, whether that be, you know, presenting at assembly, running in a position, finding a team, starting a club, all of that really, really I'm quite passionate to see that there's so much been so much engagement on our campus and I really enjoy uplifting everyone else and and seeing where they go from there and I think one of the best examples I use is for a couple of years there between like 2019 and 2021 we use this ballot system called simply voting and it was so fun to see because I'd see all these faculty society presidents and AMS uh, executive elections. They, I'd see them campaign and then I'd see their names ac come across on the ballot. And then I'd be able to also watch them into their terms and making this huge change on campus. And I think that was one of the things I loved seeing the most. <laughs> Amazing. So you have gained a significant amount of knowledge and learning and direct experience in governance and policy and everything that you've been doing. Where are you going from here? What are you going to do? And how how are you going to mobilize this knowledge and experience moving forward? That's a tougher question for me. Next, uh, next on the plate for me is I'm going to be a consultant uh, this fall, starting in Toronto. So I'm from Ottawa, so I'm making a big move out to the big city, well, bigger than bigger than Ottawa. But in the future, I see myself. I'd like to go back to the public service. Uh, I've taken a little bit of a break from Ottawa, but one day I'm seeing myself going back. I'd like to take on maybe a this is a big this is big thinking, but maybe a chief of staff role somewhere to also use that knowledge of corporate governance to blend the worlds of private and public sectors uh, to work together. Um, but for now, I definitely see myself coming back to Kingston one day. I'd love to join uh, one of the many Queen's advisory boards. I know Queen's is a, has a really great alumni program and shout out to Samara, who's done a great job with our Student Alumni Association. There are so many opportunities for new grads and alum to get back involved. And that's something I'm really looking forward to, even though I'm I'm just just getting out. 
<laughs> Amazing. Well, folks, we have been chatting with Laura Devaney all about her uh, many achievements at Queen's University and congratulations uh, upon winning the Agnes Benedictson Tricolor Award along with your peers and uh, best wishes on your future pathways. Awesome. Thanks so much. It means a lot to uh, be out here and chatting with you. And we hope you've been enjoying our conversations with this year's Agnes Benedictson Tricolor Award winners. Coming up next, we're chatting with Tricolor Award winner Jane Mao. All right. In this segment, we have Jane Mao, who is a Master of Education candidate dedicated to creating spaces of joy for marginalized students to thrive. As the founder of the Gender Affirming Assistance Project, otherwise known as GAP, Equity Commissioner with the SGPS, Co-Chair of Social Healing and Reconciliatory Education, Research Cluster, and more. The common thread between Jane's personal and professional work is passion for direct action, mutual aid, and compassion. Welcome to CFRC, Jane, and congratulations on your upcoming induction into the Tricolor Society. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for having me. We'd really do appreciate your time. So Jane, uh, tell us about your studies at Queen's and, and why you came to Queen's. Um, so as you said, I'm currently a master's of education student. I'm looking at racialized trans individuals and how we navigate primary care within Canada. So um, the good, the bad within the Canadian healthcare system. And um, the reason why I came to Queen's, well, I did my undergrad in Queen's as well. And why I chose Queen's specifically was because it's such a tight knit cluster. And I really wanted to feel a sense of community. Um, and I feel like because Queen's is so like, it's such like a condensed um like physical space, like physical campus, but also once you get involved, everyone just kind of knows each other. And um, I wanted to have that type of like social and structural support when I when I came to university. And then the prof for my master's, Lee Ayrton, just worked perfectly with um with my with my thesis topic. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. And now you have been engaged in many extremely important activities around uh, Queen's University. Uh, can you tell us about some of the work that you've been engaged in outside of your studies? So, uh, yeah, uh, I'll hit on one of them. Um, I created the Gender Affirming Assistance Project. Um, GAP is a community-based group in Kingston that works to provide support for two-spirit, non-binary, gender-diverse, trans community members. Um, and we were founded on the goal of anti-oppressive, anti-racist, and intersectional ethics of care. Um, the two vital services that we provide are gender affirming gear. So like binders, breast forms, things like that. And then also like social support. So like name and or gender marker changes to legal systems, um, referrals to trans positive clinicians, things like that. Yeah. Wow. Outstanding, outstanding. Mm -hmm. And uh, what motivates you to engage in the kind of service that you do? I mean, I think there's, there's definitely two it's it's a two-pronged approach the first was um so many people helped me throughout my journey at queens and i really really wanted to give back to all of those wonderful wonderful people that spent time to 
grow and allow me to grow. Um, and the second reason is because like, unfortunately, like many marginalized students, we've bared the crux of really oppressive systems. And I wanted to create space for individuals to thrive. Um, and so with the ongoing support of my wonderful, wonderful community, I've been able to create organizations like GAP, but then also do it in a more um, like administ administrative level. So with my work at um, SGPS, we're working to increase the breadth of insurance to ensure that the most marginalized students are getting that social support from the university. So um, yeah, we created the gender affirming bursary um, so that everywhere where insurance might not cover, we're covering it um, so that people can can get the care that that they deserve. Uh, with so many achievements uh, that you've made over the last number of years at Queen's University, uh, which ones are you most proud of? I think the ones that I'm most proud of, I mean, there's so many, like every single time that we give out a piece of gender affirming gear, like people's eyes just light up and it makes me so happy. Um, but something that I'm the most absolute proud of was um, during my fourth year, I was a Dawn in Chown, and that's when the really anti-Indigenous um, and queerphobic note was left. And I guess everyone was looking at, like, as the only queer Dawn in Chown, um, everyone was just kind of, like, looking at us to see what would happen. And everyone really saw us as, like, the victim with, like, a really bad, like, deficit mentality. And they just saw us only as our trauma. And oh. I guess the proudest moment that like I've ever had at Queens was shifting that narrative. So instead of just seeing me and my identities for the trauma and the hardship, I created along with some wonderful people, Alyssa Verna and Jenna Heise, we created um, the first inaugural queer prom that really works to celebrate um, queer trans identities. And it was a really, really heavily like BIPOC centered um event like we donated all of our proceeds like all of the um like ticket sales it all got donated to um roots and wings which is a lovely lovely organization here in kingston as well dedicated to um racialized trans youth yeah wow yeah <laughs> thank you so much and now what's in store for you jane moving forward <laughs> That's a very great question. Um, I'm graduating this year. We'll see what the future holds. I know that in my future, I have so many people that are in my corner and that support me. And I really hope to have Gap grow into like an even more institutionally recognized role. Um I hope to also like expand my knowledge of healthcare and um, of like really holistic and person-centered care. Don't know what that means for the future. I'm going to be honest, um, but I I have no doubt like with my community support, um, some I can do some pretty cool things. I think you're going to have a life of amazing community <laughs> building and community engagement. Thank and I think it's going to be fantastic Thank you so much. <laughs> wherever you go. I think you're just going to just be surrounded by wonderful people doing wonderful things. Looks pretty promising. <laughs> Thank you. That means a lot.
So thank you very much, Jane, for for sitting down and chatting uh, here on CFRC today. So congratulations to you again on your upcoming induction to the Agnes Benedictson Tricolor Society. Well-deserved accomplishment for you and, and, uh, and your peers. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. And stay tuned. We have one more wonderful conversation with Tricolor Award winner, Nishana Ramzawak. Okay, in this segment, we are chatting with Nishana Ramzawak, a fourth-year PhD civil engineering student who's researching factors affecting water quality degradation in a drinking water distribution system. Nishana has contributed to the enhancement of EDI on Queen's University campus as one of the first graduate inclusivity fellows and as an instructor for Black Youth in STEM, where Nishana helps to create a safe space for BIPOC students in grades one through nine to learn about STEM disciplines. Nishana also started a charity drive called Helping Handbags Kingston, which provides feminine and essential items for women, including sanitary napkins, mittens, shampoo, conditioners, lotions, etc., to vulnerable homes and households in Kingston. Thank you so much for joining us today, and congratulations upon your upcoming induction to the Agnes Benedictson Tricolor Society, Nishana. Welcome to CFRC. Thank you so much, and thanks for having me. So, Nishana, tell us a little bit about your studies and and, uh, why you came to Queen's University. So, at Queen's, I'm looking at water quality degradation in a distribution system. Because I used to work in the water sector before in the Caribbean, and one of the problems we had was degraded water quality. So, upon meeting my co-supervisor, Dr. Sarah Jane Payne, she was looking for students, and doing research, I saw that in 2019, a Trinidadian... Um, he started Dr. Ethelbert uh, Bartholomew. He was actually kicked out of Queens for being black. And in 2019, they rectified this by awarding him his doctor, um, his MD posthumously. And I felt like, you know, given that Queens could have done that, it was a step in the right direction. And I would have loved to be a part of an institution that could recognize that it did a wrong and making things right. So that's why I chose to come to Queens because I realized that, you know, this campus was different. Okay, thank you so much. And now you've engaged in uh, quite a lot of interesting activities uh, outside of your studies here at Queens University too. Let's learn more about those. Yeah, so a lot of my extracurricular activities are based on equity, uh, diversity and inclusivity in Kingston as well as on campus. So on campus, I'm one of the first graduate inclusivity fellows, and we promote equity and diversity and inclusivity for everyone, because, you know, a lot of Queen's population are international students. So we want everyone to feel like you're a part of the community at Queen's. You're, you know, you're just as important as everyone else, no matter where you're from, and especially where information sharing is concerned. Everybody needs to be on the same equal playing field, so we try to build um an inclusive environment. In terms of the Kingston community, I started Queens in January 2020 and became one of the first instructors for Black Youth in STEM, which is um, a camp that promotes 
science, technology, engineering, and maths amongst the Black, Indigenous, and people of color group targeted for students between, like, you know, grade school students. And so what we do is we build a safe space, um, or build a community, rather, for them to get to learn with people that look like them, and they get to see role models and, you know, just be able to identify with other people who, you know, may be different. Okay, thank you so much. And now, what motivates you to give back to your Queen's community uh, through your service to it? What drives the work that you do? I think uh, a lot of things that drive the work that I do is that I worked, I wasn't born privileged. And um, you know, they say charity begins at home. And I actually started charity back home in my village where I live in Williamsville, which is funny enough, the place where I live in Kingston is also called Williamsville. (laughs) (laughs) But I started... um, a scholarship, a name scholarship at my alma mater, my grade school back in Trinidad, where I provide f- financial assistance to um, students who are thriving academically, but, you know, need some financial assistance. So I provide them with uh, a book grant every year of $1,000, as well as I started a creative writing initiative to help students, you know, um, read and write and, and all these things. And why I started charity in Kingston is because when the borders closed for COVID and I couldn't go home, I was stuck here and I guess I guess I was feeling kind of lost a bit too because it was a pandemic and I was just here by myself. And um, I took the money for my plane ticket and I, I thought about what could I do with it. But I know everybody does things for children, like for Christmas. It's huge to do things for children. But nobody was thinking about women who you know also need some things so I took the money for my plane ticket and I bought um mask face mask shampoo conditioner pads and you know tampons and panty shoes because also those things are really expensive but then I started reaching out to friends and um you know students and staff at, at Queen's and the, the response was so tremendous that we were able to provide a Dawn House, Elizabeth Fry, Kingston Youth Shelter, and we had bags remaining that we were able to, um, you know, go down to Princess Street, walk through the parks to find people. We got handbags, gently used handbags with mittens, calves, anything you could think about. Yeah, brand new, of course. Uh, the the bags were gently used, but the items in the bag were was new items, mm-hmm. and it was so successful that we've been doing it ever since. It's fantastic. It's great news to hear. Thank you. And now, what's in store for you moving forward? You're you're still engaged in your studies at Queens in in engineering. Uh, where do you where do you see yourself going post grad? So after I'm finished, my intention is I want to do a postdoc just because I want to have that as a plan B, just in case things doesn't work out. But um, I do see myself contributing to water sustainability in the Caribbean, as well as, you know, anywhere that needs assistance with, with water sustainability. I think it's an important topic. And um, I think my supervisors will be with me you know, 100% leave in Queens, which is one of the things I love about just being at Queens. 
Well, thank you so much, folks. We've been chatting with Nishana Ramzawak all about her time at Queen's University. And congratulations once again, Nishana, upon uh, winning the Tricolor Award this year alongside your peers. Well done, you. Thank you so much. Thank you. And that's a wrap for this special edition of Campus Beat. We hope you've enjoyed our conversations with Queen's Rector Owen, Crawford Lem, Laura Devaney, Samara Legium, Jane Mao, and Nishana Ramzawak. This year's recipients will be officially inducted into the Tricolor Society during a ceremony on June 17th. Learn more about the event and the Tricolor Awards at queensu.ca backslash rector. And don't forget to follow Queensu Rector on social media for updates. Thanks for tuning into Campus Beat here on CFRC 101.9 FM, Radio Queen's University, proudly serving our community since 1922. Thank you for listening to this podcast produced at CFRC 101.9 FM at Queen's University, situated on the traditional territory of the Anishinaabe and Haudenosaunee peoples and brought to you by the generous support of the Faculty of Engineering and Applied Science.